BAM Radio Network. The people, that, whether it's a principal or a teacher or a superintendent, who aren't doing surveys, what are they doing? Because no one wants to be a terrible principal. I think some principals think that they really have a good idea of how their staff feels because they have an open door and because they have a good relationship with their staff. They were raised to respect authority and do what they're told, but man, they will say some nasty things in private. Hey everyone, this is Unearthed. Inviting people into a deeper dialogue. Yes, we are. I'm Dr. Brad Gustafson. And I'm Ben Gilpin. Let's do this, Benny. All right, Ben, we got a green light. We are back. All systems go. So I know you got big news. You probably weren't going to say anything about this, but I got I got to ask. You got a book coming out. Actually, it's out now, Redesigning Learning Spaces. Have you received any feedback on that book yet? Actually, you know, I have had quite a bit of feedback. I've had some friends on Boxer. I've had some people on Twitter give some feedback. And the majority of it, I have heard only great things. And, and the, the goal was to give, give something that uh, everybody could learn from. So sure, it's, nice, cool. it's nice to get some of that positive feedback. Well, I'm more interested in what your enemies are going to say, although you don't have enemies. Who are we kidding? All right, all, all kidding aside, let's talk about the show today. I'm really excited about this. The focus is how do educators receive real feedback and what do we do with it? Ooh, this is a, this is a timely one, very timely. This is always an important one. Feedback is a huge issue. Our yeah. guest is the one and only Ooh. Jennifer Gonzalez, and uh, Jennifer <laughs> Gonzalez. For those of you that um, are on Twitter, is at Cult of Pedagogy, and she also has an amazing website, blog, really tools for anybody. So welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Ben and Brad. I'm really excited to be here. So Jennifer, we love your work and your thinking. And Ben and I, recently on Twitter, a blog post popped back up that you wrote maybe a year ago. And it was all about, really about principals doing surveys to get real feedback. I think Ben and I were hoping to broaden this just a little bit because we think all educators can benefit from feedback. And I got to tell you, this this can be a scary topic because feedback is really easy to receive when it's positive. We're not (laughs) so good at at taking the other kind of feedback or maybe even asking for it. So can you just start by saying why why does this even matter? Oh, gosh. I think it matters because we can only see what we can see. Uh, We can only see things from our own perspective. And in schools, we're surrounded by people who see the things that we don't. They see how things are going in different classrooms. They see how our decisions are impacting other people, whether it's our students and we're teachers, they see the stuff that happens behind our backs. If a principal is talking about their teachers, the teachers know what's going on in individual classrooms. And so if we don't ask, we don't know. If you're in a leadership position, people are generally going to be a little bit intimidated to approach you with a complaint or any kind of criticism. So if you don't ask, you don't know. Jennifer, you're exactly right. I guess my question is, some people are going to say, I did a survey, I did it last year, or they're going to say, uh, we do a survey every three years, or some are even going to say, you know, our board has us do a survey every four years. Where do you stand on how often should surveys be done? I think at the minimum, they should be done once a year. I'll tell you, one of my most powerful experiences with feedback was when I was teaching at the college level, and I decided to do a midterm survey of my students, just asking them how things were going. And a lot of different types of questions like that. And I had one student who was so upset about having something assigned right around Thanksgiving. She said, I've got a huge family to cook for, and I'm so stressed out about this. 
if I hadn't known about that, she would have just stewed and stewed about it. So the fact that she was able to tell me that, I reached out to her and I said, look, you can turn it in a couple of days late. It's not a big deal. And she was so grateful. And we were able to have that problem worked out very quickly because I asked. But because she was a good student and a type A personality, she was going to do what she had to do, but she was going to be really resentful about it. And so many times when I've given surveys to my students, one of the things I get back from them is, thank you so much for asking. We've never had anybody ever ask us for our opinion. And just asking, I think, is a big deal. But in terms of the every three years, every four years thing, every year is unique. You get a unique set of problems and, and a group of people and things change. So I, do, I think you need to be taking the pulse at least once a year and ideally do something a little bit less formal partway through a school year. Okay, so Jennifer, you know, kind of staying on topic with this time of year, when is the best time to do this? I would think that something around the end of January might be a really good time to find out how are things going this year. I mean, obviously, you can do something at the very end of the school year, but by that time, it's a little bit too late. It's like an end of unit exam. You're just about to head off to the summer, but I do so think another- an end of the year reflection is good, too. Another question in in collecting real feedback. I feel like we took a little bit of a leap here in, maybe we didn't even say it out loud, but saying that surveys are the gold standard. Some administrators I know, and myself too, we try to have an open door policy, but we're kidding ourselves if we feel like everyone's going to come in. We'll probably get people who are bold or comfortable, and 90% of the staff have a lot to say. How do we How do we tap into that and make sure that their real voices and their comfort level with sharing real feedback with us is tapped into? I think as risky as it is and as scary as it is, allowing for an anonymous survey can get you a lot more information than if you ask people to either give it face-to-face or put their names down. I mean, there are disadvantages, obviously, to doing something anonymous, one being that you can't follow up with anybody and and find a little bit more information. Mm -hmm. But I know that if my administrator asked me to give an anonymous survey, there's probably some things that I would share there if I knew my name was not on it. So then when we receive that, we do the anonymous survey, we get the information. Mm -hmm. What do you see as an effective Mm -hmm. practice then, Jen, as a principal? Or if a teacher does this with students or parents, what's the next step? I would think the first thing to do would be to look for some patterns. If you have Mm -hmm. one very angry person who writes a lot of negative stuff to you and about you, that's one person, and that, that is a problem that should be dealt with. But if you have five, six, seven people that all have the same complaint, then it doesn't necessarily matter who they are. This is something that could be addressed. So I would say then the next step, so if I'm an administrator, would be to go to a teacher that I do have a trusting relationship with, somebody who is comfortable talking to me, and say, look, this is what came up on the survey. Six people said that I talk too long in meetings and that they run too long. Is this something that you're seeing also? And I need your honest opinion. And then they could have a conversation with the staff and say, look, this this is something that came up. This is something I'm going to work on. If there's something that comes up there that really just doesn't make any sense, then maybe a follow-up survey could be issued that's just got one or two questions on it that says several people indicated that this is a problem. Can you all tell me a little bit more about your feelings on this? That makes sense. And it then, does. And then, you know, a, a plan to start to start making improvements. Jennifer, you've really got me thinking. I, I can tell you that the other part that I, you know, personally, and this is something that, um, you know, your post is making me think and stretch. 
I would much rather always deal with things face to face. That's just how I I okay. like to do things. But I've got to un- also understand that it, that sometimes it's it's going to be a difficult thing for some people to have that face to face conversation. And I think that okay. um, that's what I've that's what you've got me reflecting about. And I think that we need more people, even classroom teachers, if they were to to try to get feedback and what are they going to do with that feedback from parents understand that some are going to have a difficult time with the face-to-face and we need to put ourselves out there and show some vulnerability. So what are Absolutely. the people, who, the, the people that, whether it's a principal or a teacher or a superintendent who aren't doing surveys, what are they doing? Because no one wants to be a terrible principal. If you hear pushback or what about this, I mentioned the open door thing earlier. I'm, I'm imagining that's a big one. I think a lot of People, I kind of imagine Oprah Winfrey being surrounded by people who are always going to say yes to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I think some principals think that they really have a good idea of how their staff feels because they have an open door and because they have a good relationship with their staff. This mm-hmm. might be true, or they might have a good relationship with 50% of their staff. And the other 50% might just be grumbling privately in their own little groups. But I've worked with so many people who, in front of an administrator, will smile and nod and agree because that's how they were raised. They were raised to respect authority and do what they're told, but man, they will say some nasty things in private. And it's not that you want to hear those nasty things, but you want to find out what's behind those feelings. What is causing those people to feel that way? Here's how I'm looking at this. And I'll be honest with you. I have not done a survey here in a really long time. Uh, in my previous mm-hmm. district, we did one. And you're right. Some of that anonymous stuff, it, some of it can be hurtful, but it's really good information. But here's my, my question. Yes. Risk reward. To me, it's clear what the best thing that can happen out of this is. You can get great information to personalize your learning and leadership to make a better difference and impact with kids and with staff and with parents to connect, relate, all that stuff. That's yes. that's a reward, right? What's the risk? Why does it take bravery to do this? Why isn't everyone mm. doing it? The risk is that nobody likes hearing bad things about themselves. It's really scary and it's really painful to get criticized. It's just so much easier to avoid it, especially when there's so much other stuff to do in the school year and you're asking your staff already to do so many things, that making time for something like that, it's just easier to say, oh, everybody's too busy or we'll do it next year. And then that way you get to avoid all that criticism too. <laughs> I really think the risk is that it's just that vulnerability and that criticism. I think she's. I think she just hit it right on the head right there. Gustafson, got a stake in the ground? Do I have a stake in the ground? Ben, I stand here kind of humbled and convicted at the same time because I know this is the right thing to do. I know it can make a difference for kids and I haven't done it in a really long time. I am going to do it. So right now we're on break, but we are going to do this and I'm going to be vulnerable and I'll probably reach out to both of you just to make sure the questions I'm asking are yielding good information too. So my stake in the ground is I'm going to try to model this vulnerability and do some personal growth. How about you, Ben? Two things. First of all, I can't believe you haven't done it. <laughs> so I'm going to say It's not, let me clarify, it's not that I've never done it, but like several years ago we did a PLC survey, but that's different. That's different. And then in my previous district, I, I did a survey and then maybe that's why I, I haven't done it since that, yeah. uh, that one. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to take the hammer out of your hands. What is your stake in the ground? So really, you know, I think about and I think about uh, from Twitter just so just a while back. Todd Whitaker was on there, and he has so many amazing quotes. But he did say one about constructive criticism, and he he made the point of saying constructive criticism is still criticism. 
And, and I remember hearing that quote and I remember hearing and thinking to myself, feedback is oftentimes received as constructive criticism, but it's taken as criticism. And when I hear what Jennifer's saying, to me, my stake in the ground is I don't need to wait until June to do this. In fact, if I'm really looking for some feedback that I can grow from, I should be looking at something mid-year, something, you know, January, February. That to me would be an ideal time. Um, not to say that there's a bad time of the year, but I want to use it to grow and get better. And, and so that's why, you know, I really appreciate the push. I have done this. To this point, I haven't this year. So I guess I'm calling the kettle black. But, um, but yeah, this, was, this is an excellent thing. And I think that uh, more people, not just principals, more people, more educators should be doing surveys. So thank you, you again, Jennifer. I hope a lot of administrators hear this and take it as a, a shot of, of courage. I got, I'm just being honest. You've, you've done that for me. I know it's the right thing to do, so I, I got to thank you both. Good. Great deal. Let me know how it goes. All right. We'll see. Well, it depends on the results, Jennifer. <laughs> Take care. These. These are the conversations our kids need us to have. You can say that again. All right. These are the conversations our kids need us to have. Mic drop. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, listening. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.